Hey church, welcome back. Welcome back to our series entitled Helpful Compassion. And basically the point of this series is to equip us as God's people to love our neighbors well or to love the people in our lives well, even though this is, not even though, but especially since this is an unpleasant and a very challenging situation in our world today. Um, we, want, we want to be able to love our neighbors well. We want to love them in ways that are actually helpful. Not just good intended, but ways that are actually helpful. And so today we're going to talk about how to helpfully love people, well, who are struggling with isolation and specifically who are struggling with loneliness. We're talking about helping people, loving people well who are struggling with with loneliness. Now I know that loneliness is a long existing epidemic in our world today, especially in the the younger generations. And I know many of you have battled personally with, with loneliness long before lockdown started on the 23rd of March 2020. And you have a lot of experience with it. In fact, probably everybody has had glimpses of the experience of this. My wife tells me this week, she said to me that everyone experiences loneliness because, she said, even the best of relationships are incomplete and imperfect. She said, we have, we have a deep longing to be fully known, to be fully accepted, to be fully loved, but we can only get that from God. No friendship, she said, no marriage can fully meet this need because they will never know us fully and the other person is sinful. And she's talking to me and I'm like, uh, uh, thanks Kelly. Uh, But then she clarified and she said, no, she said, both people are, are sinful. Both people are sinful. But she's right, she's right. You know, uh, everyone is going to touch on this battle of loneliness just because of the nature of relationships in, in a fallen world today. Um, so everyone has their moments, but for some people, this is extremely intense right now. Sometimes uh, life has seasons of intenseness when it comes to loneliness, but right now, in light of what's been going on in our world today, there's so much, uh, so many people are struggling with loneliness these days. And, I, and, and if that's you, If you're battling for loneliness right now, uh, I believe that this message is going to be extremely helpful to you, if. I believe this this message could be life-changing for you today, if, if you act on what we're talking about today. If you put into practice the things that we're talking about, I think this could, could change your life. Now, if you're not battling with loneliness, praise God. If that's not an issue in your life, yay, hallelujah, praise God. But you are surrounded by people who are. Your life is intersecting with people who are impacted by, by this. And so I hope by the end of the day, and I expect by the end of the day, that you will be equipped to help people uh, who are stuck in the darkness of, of loneliness to break free and to see freedom. King David. King David in the Bible, he writes about his feelings of loneliness. He writes in Psalm 25, verse 16 and 17, he says to God, he says, God, turn to me. He, he says, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely. For I am lonely and afflicted. That's what David says. And, and, and if you've ever been in a lonely season and prayed to God in those moments, this, this verse right here probably feels exactly what your prayers have been like. Turn to me and be gracious to me for I'm lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. If your starting point tonight is, is loneliness, 
that doesn't make you a bad Christian at all. In, in fact, you, you are standing in a great ancestry of, of people who are strong in the Lord, who, who knew God in powerful ways, great heroes of the faith, who also struggled with feelings of loneliness. And the good news for you is that the Bible has great guidance, clear guidance on how to move out of seasons of loneliness and into better days, into happier days, without your context changing. Now, before we dive in, there's a really important distinction that we need to all understand before we can talk about this any further. We have to be very clear on this distinction. There's this. There is a big difference between being alone and being lonely. Okay, you clear on that? There's a big difference between being alone and being lonely. Being alone, that's a factual reality, uh, and you can have a variety, the widest variety of emotional responses to the fact of being alone. If you're an introvert, you're like, I'm alone. Yay, finally, I can't get enough of this. If you're an introvert, you're like, oh, awful, horrible, or, or whatever, extroverts. Uh, did I say extrovert? extroverts? Yeah, they're like awful, boo, lame. You can have a wide variety of emotional responses. And I've just demonstrated the whole gamut of emotion right there. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, anyway, but but uh, yeah, so that's, that's a, being alone is a factual reality. Loneliness, though, loneliness is a state of mind. Loneliness is about how you feel, how you feel. So you can feel lonely when you're not alone. You can feel lonely when you are alone, you can feel lonely when you're around your bestest friends in all the world. Loneliness is about how you're feeling, not necessarily what the facts are right in front of you. So when it comes to loneliness, we think the issue is connected to being alone. Like I'm alone, and so therefore I'm a victim. I, there's nothing I can do. I, of course I'm feeling lonely because I'm alone. But that's not true at all. That's not true at all. I was alone for a month in Israel, and I loved it. I had such a powerful time with Jesus during that month. I didn't battle with loneliness at, at all, even though I was more alone and more isolated than I've ever been in my life. I, I, I didn't know anybody with me on this trip throughout the time. I, I had my own room, which, you know, praise God. You know, I'm, I'm in that, yay, thumbs up. That's, that's great. Uh, I sat on the bus by myself. And, Again, yay, thanks, thumbs up. Uh, I, I walked on the path alone, uh, the trails alone. Again, you know, I was, I was very happy with that. That's, that was my mindset uh, of thankful, happy to, to spend that time with Jesus. It was just me and Jesus and, and had a great time. Loneliness is a state of mind. It's a perspective. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. You can be surrounded by your family. You can be surrounded by everyone you've ever known and still feel lonely. And so today, we're going to talk about how to step out of loneliness, even if you're stuck in aloneness. Even if you are by yourself and you're stuck in that context, we're going to talk about how to step out of loneliness. Out of loneliness. Again, just because you're alone doesn't mean you need to feel lonely. Now, this is really important to talk about for two reasons. Really important to talk about because number one, it's dangerous it's dangerous to stay in a state of loneliness for long. It's dangerous to stay in a state of loneliness. People with prolonged, intense feelings of loneliness, they're highly prone to alcoholism and, and drug abuse, cardiovascular diseases, decreased memory and learning issues, depression and suicide, higher levels of stress, poor decision-making, antisocial behavior, Alzheimer's disease, progression, and altered brain function. It is important. 
It is important to break free from the grip of loneliness because it's dangerous. It's dangerous for you and for your health. That's the first reason. Second reason, second reason. It's important to talk about this because there's so much you can do. There's so much that you can do to break free from the grip of loneliness, even if your context doesn't change at all. There's so much you can do even if you're in isolation and you're in lockdown and you're totally alone. There's so much you can do in order to break free from every shadow, every shadow of loneliness. You are not stuck at all. You're not stuck. You can break free. You can break free. In fact, I want you to just go ahead and boldly type the truth in the chat that that may be different than how you feel, but I want you to type in the chat, I can break free from loneliness. And if you don't know how to spell loneliness, I totally understand that. It's in the words right above. Emma has dropped them for you, uh, dropped dropped the box up above. There's loneliness. I can break free from loneliness. I can break free from loneliness. Own that truth. Own that truth. I can break free from loneliness. In these days, many, many more people than usual are sliding into loneliness because their life situations have changed. And change often triggers loneliness. Change can trigger loneliness. Maybe job changes. Maybe job changes. And that could, that could, that could trigger loneliness for lots of different reasons. Maybe the people that you're used to interacting with uh, on a daily basis, uh, they're, they're no longer in your life right now. Or maybe you found some identity and some fulfillment and some focus uh, in your job and that's kind of taken away and now you're kind of reeling. Uh, job changes, any changes can really uh, trigger loneliness. Um, if you generally struggle with low self-esteem, that can trigger loneliness. If you have a tendency towards depression, sliding that direction can trigger loneliness. Reduced social contact, which everybody in the world is kind of experiencing right now in, these, in this time, definitely in Scotland to this day, that can trigger loneliness. There's lots of reasons why, there's lots of reasons why people more than usual are struggling with loneliness in these days. And that's why I'm particularly keen to talk about it. And how I want to start talking about this is by looking at the Bible, and I want to look at the story of Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet. So, Elijah. Elijah, his story is basically in 1 Kings, uh, the second bit of 1 Kings, and it does bleed like two chapters or something like that into 2 Kings, but it's mostly in 1 Kings. And Elijah is somebody who spends, seems to at least, spend lots of time alone. Lots of time alone. So at first, he seems just fine being alone. And we pick up his story in 1 Kings chapter 17. God speaks to him, tells him to go tell King Ahab that there's no longer going to be any dew or rain during the years until he commands it in the future. And he makes that proclamation. And then God sends him to hide at a particular wadi, at the, the wadi, the Kareth, Kareth Ravine, or the Kareth Wadi. Now, he goes there, and, and God is going to provide food for him. The ravens uh, are going to bring him bread. They're going to bring him food, and he's going to drink from the, from the stream there until it, it, wash, it dries up. And it seems like he's there, and, and he's there alone, and he's just fine. Now, he's probably there not for years, but for months. That particular wadi, it's pretty much always dry in the summertime. Uh, it's, not, it's not a year-round thing. And so, um, he, you know, probably there for a few months by himself, alone, no complaint. And then, and then after that, we see that he goes up north. God directs him after the water dries up. He goes up north to modern-day Lebanon, a town called Zarephath, kind of near Tyre and, and Sidon, that area. 
And he goes up there and he stays with a widow and her son for a couple years probably. Uh, and then after a few years he comes down and there's this amazing showdown in chapter 18 of 1 Kings. Where Elijah's on the top of Mount Carmel. The nation of Israel is gathered. The king is there. The prophets of Baal are there. And there's this call down fire showdown between Baal and, and the God of the Bible whose name is, uh, he, asked, he wants us to call him Yahweh according to Exodus chapter 3 where Moses says, what is your name? That is the name that I'm going to be remembered. And so, so Moses, or sorry, Moses, he said that Elijah, now we're at Elijah. And so Elijah is there and, and Elijah prays and then fire falls from the sky and the nation realizes Baal is not God instead Yahweh is God and they cry out Yahweh he is the Lord Yahweh he is God Yahweh he is God and and actually that's that's also Elijah's the meaning of Elijah's name Elijah El God uh, Yah yeah, that's from Yahweh. Uh, Yahweh is God. Yahweh is El. Yahweh is God. And but the nation cries out, Yahweh, He is God. Yahweh, He is God. And um, so then, then after that moment, they, Elijah goes up to the top of the hill, and he prays for rain. And he prays and he prays and he prays. And then finally, the rain is coming. This is the fast forward version. And he runs ahead of of Ahab, the king, to Jezreel, the sec the other capital city, the kind of the newer capital city. There's Samaria and then Jezreel. Jezebel, the queen, is there, and she makes a threat to Ahab that she, that he's going to die, that she's gonna she's gonna put him to death. And he runs. And it seems like at that moment, Elijah just breaks. He breaks. And this is what we read in 1 Kings chapter 19. It says this in, in verse 3 of chapter 19 of 1 Kings. It says, Then Elijah became afraid. Seems like an understatement when you read this. And immediately ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba, which is way south, that belonged to Judah, he left his servant there, so now he's alone, alone, alone. But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. Suddenly, an angel touched him. The angel told him, get up and eat. Now, I'm going to keep reading, even though the words aren't going to be on the screen, but, but this is good. Th then he looked, Elijah looked, and there at his head was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord returned for a second time and touched him. He said, get up and eat, or the journey will be too much for you. So he got up, ate, and drank. Then on the strength from that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God, also called Mount, Mount Sinai. Okay, so you see here, you see here in these, these stories that we just looked at, that Elijah isn't just alone by himself. He has very much crashed into the darkness of, of loneliness, despair, uh, and depression. And you, know, you see here that he prays when he was alone. He's like, he prays that he might die. Again, clear depression, exhaustion, zero energy. He's just done. You can see in, the, in this story here that, that he's, He's believing lies. He's believing lies about, about his, his, his loneliness. In fact, as I keep reading, he gets down there. He gets down to, um, he gets down to Mount Sinai. And then God starts speaking to him in a, in a quiet whisper. It said in, in verse uh, 13, 12, in verse 12, that, that God's voice comes to him in a soft whisper. And then in verse 13, we would read this. It says, when Elijah heard it, 
He wrapped his face in his mantle, the whisper of God, and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, he replied. But the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they're looking for me to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, go and return by the way you came to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you are to anoint Hazael as king of, over Aram. You are to anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Meholah, uh, as prophet in your place. Then Jehu will put to death whoever escapes the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to, to death whoever escapes the sword of Jehu. But I will leave 7,000 in Israel, every knee that is not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that is not kissed him. Again, so, so he's at this dark place, and he's saying in his loneliness, God, I am the only one left. And God's like, fact check, fact check, there's actually 7,000. 7,000 that have not bowed to Baal. We also know that Elijah knew that there's at least 100 other prophets um, connected to Obadiah, this guy who's been feeding them. Uh, he just heard about that, I don't know, 40, 50, 50, 60 days previously. But this issue, in this moment, it's not about facts. Elijah feels. He feels like he's all alone. He feels like he's the only one left, even though the facts say otherwise. And the feelings of that, are, he's crushed by. Now, how did God respond to Elijah in his alonedness? No, not in his alonedness, in his loneliness. How did he respond in his loneliness? Well, he got him eating. There's bread there. He got him drinking water, getting him rehydrated. He got him to sleep for a while, but not forever. He would, he would sleep, and then the angel would wake him up. It's time to wake up. And then he would sleep, and then the angel would wake him up again. God corrects Elijah when it comes to the lies that Elijah, Elijah believes. He, he corrects those lies. No, you're not the only one. There's 7,000. He also, God also gives him purpose and focus and direction. Here's three jobs that I want you to do to go out and make a difference in, in the nation. Instead of being just consumed by your, your feelings of loneliness, I'm giving you a task to do. Now go out and do this. He gives him purpose and focus. And also God tells him to pursue someone. To pursue this guy named Elisha. To go out and, and recruit him to help him. Again, this is so practical. It's so practical. The Bible is so relevant and practical for life and, and for today. It's, it's, almost, it's almost step by step on, on how to do this. We'll talk more about the practical stuff in, the, in a moment. But if you are feeling overwhelmed by loneliness, get back to the basics. Get the basics right. Eating right. Drinking healthy beverages. Get your sleeping right. Confront the lies that you, you might be believing with truth. Seek purpose and focus and direction. God has purpose for your life. He has you here for a reason. He has, he, he has you living in this moment because he has plans for you and purposes for you. And this moment is important for you in what you're learning and the opportunities that you have to minister uh, and, and show God's love in this moment where people need to feel the love of God. They need the help of God and God's able to send it through through, through you. Seek that purpose and that focus and seek out a friend, says God to Elijah. Seek out this guy named Elisha. Wow, this is golden. This is straight from God himself. I want you to know that God hears the prayers of his lonely people. 
Maybe when you're feeling alone, you, you don't think God is hearing your prayers. But no, God does hear. He heard David's prayer in Psalm 25. He, he heard Elijah's prayer in 1 Kings uh, in his loneliness. God hears your prayers even when you don't feel like he's, he's hearing your prayers. In fact, let's truth type this. Truth type, God hears my prayers. God hears my prayers. And, you know, that's, that's especially powerful stuff to type when you're in a season where you don't feel like it. Where you don't feel like God's hearing your prayers. But let's type the truth. God hears my prayers. I also want you to see in the Elijah story that God doesn't just zap Elijah with a happy heart. He doesn't just zap him. He, instead, he directs Elijah in what to do. And if Elijah will do this, if Elijah will move forward, if Elijah will act on this, that will be his path out of loneliness back to his purpose. I think when we, when we call out to God in our loneliness, we want God just to zap us with a, a happy heart and say, okay, I hear your prayer, no, no, more, no more loneliness. Maybe you've been praying for God to save you from loneliness. Well, I believe that God is answering that prayer of yours finally, right now, with this message. Maybe you have spent time just asking God, or maybe he's heard the prayer of your heart that you haven't even been able to articulate, that you're drowning in loneliness, and you're like, God, help me. I think right now is the answer to that prayer in this message. And maybe you've just been hoping that God would zap it away, but instead, he has you listening to this. And as I get super practical about how to break free from loneliness, I believe that God is going to be giving you direction just like he gave Elijah all those years ago. And yet, you're going to need to step out just like Elijah did. You're going to need to step out and move forward as God gives you the direction right now and, and, and how to respond in this moment of loneliness. So get ready to take notes. Uh, not just the notes that are on the screen, not just the notes that Emma's going to be dropping. Uh, I'm going to be giving you some very practical examples in between those notes. Write them down. In fact, if you, whilst I'm talking, have other ideas that are, that are connected, uh, helpfully as I ask for them, <laughs> go ahead and, and drop those in, in the notes as well. Um, okay, in the chat as well. Okay, so I also want to encourage you when you're taking notes, don't evaluate if you think you can do this right now. Just write down the practical stuff and we'll see what happens when you take your first faith step if God doesn't come along and help you with this process. Anyways, okay, it's time to write. And we're going we're gonna to work on this. We're going to push forward because feelings of loneliness are a sign that we need to make some practical changes. Is it, feelings of loneliness are a sign that we need to make some practical changes changes. So just like God had a lot of practical stuff for Elijah, here's seven things. Here's seven things. Number one, number one, stop feeding the lies and the messaging. Stop feeding the lies and the messaging. Uh, lies like, I can't break free from loneliness because I am alone. No, I mean, you might actually be alone, but that doesn't mean you cannot not break free from the loneliness. Or, I'm too far lost in my loneliness. I have no strength left. I, I have no more energy to, to break free. No. No, God will help you as you take a, a part of a step. God will help you uh, with the next. Stop feeding those kinds of lies. Maybe, maybe you're just bombarding yourself with, nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. I'm, I'm, I'm unlovable. I'm not sure if you had the little rhyme here. Uh, I, think, I think my 
when I was in a grumpy mood, not that I'm ever in a grumpy mood, but when I was in a grumpy mood as a kid growing up, my, my mom would kind of do this little, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I guess I'll go eat worms. Do we, do we have that here? We do have that here. Okay, great. Okay, uh, good. So, so that, that's fun. Um, so, you know, just kind of that woe is me. And maybe this idea of like, I'm going to be alone forever. You know, like something along those lines. You got to stop feeding those lies and, and come back to the truth. Uh, you stop feeding the lies stop, and stop feeding the messaging. Some examples, social media, right? Social media. You look at the facts. The facts are that the people who are scrolling social media incessantly, their, their happiness levels are down. Their loneliness levels are up. If you're struggling, stop feeding the, the messaging. Just stop with social media. Just stop. If you must look at it, which you don't need to do, but if you insist on it, keep it brief. Set a timer and stop after five minutes. And also, when you're on it, comment on people's posts. Engage with some sort of connection. Don't just scroll. But, but I'm telling you, stop with social media for a time and see if that helps. Also, stop feeding the messages by, by uh, binging TV shows. Most TV shows are, are community people togetherness type shows. Example, Friends or any sitcom that's ever existed, right, where people are interacting with one another and, and it has happy endings and all that kind of stuff. And, and so just watch what you're, what you're, watch what you're watching and, and maybe just stop. Maybe just stop with the TV. Maybe just stop binge watching right now. Now, there's a few shows that, that aren't going to feed that, such as the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, right, where he's like on a desert island. The whole thing is just, just him alone. He's got this volleyball and he's like, Wilson, you know, he's talking to Wilson, or I think he was like, Wilson, I don't want to give it away, but yes, uh, there's that one, or like Harrison Ford, was it Call of the, Call of the Wild, maybe, or something like that, where, where he's out by himself, um, but watch what you're, pay attention to what you're watching, and what you're streaming, what you're binge watching, I'm not saying watching TV is bad, it can be a nice escape, but you got to keep it in moderation, and be attentive to, to your heart, um, yeah, maybe just give it a break for a couple days. Get, maybe give it a break and see if, if that helps with the, the loneliness stuff. But stop feeding the lies and the messaging. The messaging. Okay, number two, start. Start feeding the truth and your connection to Jesus. Stop, uh, start feeding the truth in your connection with Jesus. Now, I, I mentioned before that my time alone in Israel was, was powerful. I loved it. I had a great special time deepening my connection with Jesus. In the early church, they understood the power of aloneness with God. And you had these guys called the desert monks. And they would go out in the desert. They would live in caves. And they would just spend months, years, decades alone with God, tapped into the power of aloneness. God's God's. Uh, God's got this powerful connection that he can make, that he makes with people in their aloneness that, that doesn't happen in, in the chaos of life. And the ancients knew this, and they understood that if they would get away and just be alone, they could experience this very real, very present, very powerful connection to Jesus in, in a special and unique way. The enemy has, wants to get us to avoid aloneness, and he tries to... to corrupt aloneness with loneliness. And he tries to get loneliness to be a driving feeling so that we are afraid of being alone when aloneness is actually powerful when it comes to our connection with God and the enemy wants to keep us from even walking that direction at all. At all. The truth is, you're never alone when you're with God. 
When, 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 you are, when you've given your life to Jesus, you're never alone. You're never alone. You might feel alone, but you are never alone. In fact, maybe just truth type that. Just truth type that now. We are never alone. Or I am never alone. I am never alone. I'm never alone. Just go ahead and type that down. The truth is you're not alone. And I hope that if you are in isolation or if you're in a season where you're, it's, it's just you right now, uh, I hope that you get to enjoy and that you will dial in to what the ancients understood, the great power of, of deepening that connection with Jesus. That's number two. Number three, number three, stabilize. Stabilize your life by getting the basic things right. Stabilize your life by getting the basic things right. Examples, just like with God and Elijah, right? Get, it, get your eating right and get it, get it healthy. Most people who are struggling with loneliness, they're, they're, they either eat unhealthy food or they don't eat anything or they eat erratically and it's just all over the place. Just get stability back in eating good, healthy food. It, that, that kind of chaos when it comes to eating not enough or, or the wrong kinds of stuff, it just makes breaking out of the emotional uh, darkness of loneliness that much harder. Even God made sure that Elijah eats before anything else. He, he gets him some food to eat. And get your drinking right. Maybe, maybe you're just drinking a lot of this awful stuff, non-nutritious stuff, like alcohol or whatever. You just If you're battling with loneliness, just put the alcohol aside and, and uh, just start drinking healthy things like water or something like that. Get your sleeping right. Con uh, consistent bedtimes, consistent waking up times at, at a decent hour, they're huge. They're huge for getting your mind in a better place. Uh, God let Elijah sleep, but then would wake him up. And then he would let him sleep, and then he would wake him up. Sometimes just getting out of bed before 8 a.m. every day can, can greatly help your emotional challenges. Now, I know for some of you who have to get up, then, then that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different thing. But for those of you who don't have timelines where you have to get up, if you're struggling with loneliness, give yourself the 8 a.m. challenge and get up before 8 a.m. and go to bed at, at a decent, consistent time. Get, stabilize your life by getting the basic things right. Move, exercise. After Elijah uh, is, wakes up and sleeps and wakes up and sleeps, um, he, starts, he goes for a walk, a long walk, 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> he, goes for, he goes for a walk, uh, you know, move, run, exercise, cycle, walk. Daily exercise is one of the most powerful ways to push back against anxieties, dark feelings of loneliness. You know, fresh air, fresh perspective, get moving. Stabilize your life, getting the basic things right. That's number three. Number four, fourthly, maybe spoil yourself. This is just a freebie. Spoil yourself appropriately and within budget, and within budget, and within budget, and within budget, and within budget. Let's spoil yourself appropriately and within budget. Shake up your perspective a little bit. Just remind yourself that in your, even if your context doesn't change at all, there can be some nice moments. Maybe light a candle and, and like, okay, that, that smells really nice. And that, that just shifts the atmosphere a little bit in my house. It feels a little bit special. I don't have a candle. Hey, friend, I borrowed this candle and lit it. It was really nice. Thank you. Here it is. Sorry I borrowed it without letting you know. You know, that, that sort of thing. Like, uh, no, don't, don't do that. I don't think I'm allowed to say that as a pastor. Um, but, you know, like... Um, Pick, a flower, pick some flowers, uh, get some flowers, maybe something like that. Thanks, neighbor, I picked this flower from your garden. Thank you. Um, that sort of a thing. Uh, maybe make yourself a special meal. Just, just kind of, you know, raise the bar a little bit. You know, what, what kind of food do you like? Well, I kind of like salmon. I don't really have salmon very often. Okay, let's have some salmon. Uh, savor maybe uh, some tea. You just love tea, and you're like, just going to sit here and just, just take a breath and, and just take a, take a break. Uh, maybe take a nice bath. 
Just a bath. If you have money, you can buy yourself a, a wee gift. And I don't know, like, what's better than chocolate? I don't know. It's, it's like just something just to kind of lightly spoil yourself appropriately to remind yourself that there are special moments even in this time of aloneness that you can have a special moment four five five step out step out towards relationships and mental resilience step out towards relationships and mental resilience so god catch this sent elijah to elisha he didn't have Elisha, he didn't put on Elisha's heart to pursue Elijah, to come after Elijah and to go find Elijah. That's how we want it to be when we're lonely and alone. God, nobody came for me, nobody came for me. Okay, no, God sent Elijah to Elisha. Step out towards relationship. How can you do this? Well, uh, maybe join an online forum of, of, of people who have a very similar, very similar interest to yours. Uh, join that, that forum and comment on it. That's how you're going to start engaging. Comment, comment, comment. Um, Facebook group. Join a Facebook group, a topic that you're interested in. And, and comment in, in that group. Don't just observe. Join an online book club if you like reading and, and, and give that a go. Maybe invite a few people to go for a cycle, rent some city bikes, some next bikes, go for a cycle. Um, uh, there's some great cycle trails along here, maybe along the river, whatever the case. M maybe, uh, maybe try one of those phone multiplayer games. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the, the current ones are because I haven't been doing this for a while, but there used to be like draw something. And then there was like draw something too. So there's probably now draw something 137. I don't know. Uh, there was words with friends, probably words with friends too. If you're in the chat, you can just drop down some of those ideas of back and forth games with a phone where you, you, got, you, you just started the game and then they do a response and then back and forth. This is a bad gesture for that because they don't actually use your phone. Anyways, I'm just going to keep going. The chat will help you there. Uh, otherwise, you can, you can do things like write people notes. Just step out, write people notes, post them, or, or drop them uh, through the mail slot at their home. The step out. Step out towards relationships. Also, step out towards, uh, with mental resilience. Things that might help with mental resilience is creativity. Start creating, being creative again. Now, you might not naturally think of yourself as creative like I'm not, I'm not a painter, and I'm not a drawer, so I'm not creative. That's, that's sometimes how I feel, but that's, that's not true. Um, some people, um, if you are a, great at drawing, create. If you are great at painting, create or paint stuff. Writing. Do you, do you like to write? You want to write a short story? Write, write, write a poem, maybe? Um, cooking? You know, okay, I'm going to try a new recipe every day this, this week. Uh, five, five days in a row, I'm going to try one new recipe. Or I'm going to just make something up. I'm going to make something up. I'm just going to go a little bit wild. I'm going to go a little bit extreme. I'm going to blend a few cultures together and see, see how amazing or awful it is. It'll be fun, right? Uh, DIY project. Uh, maybe, maybe you like DIY. Not if your wife or, or husband likes it when you do DIY. Um, but if you like DIY, that's just shout out to Kelly, just out there, wherever she is, to find the screens up there. Uh, yeah. She, what, what? I love DIY, she tells me. Yes, yeah, so she's, she's the one that's been painting the door. But if you, you love DIY, that is creativity. Or you, maybe you like building stuff. Maybe you like building things or fixing a car or fixing, a, fixing stuff. Um, songwriting. You know, there's different ways uh, probably within your skills, your skills and, and the things that you like where there is, there is creativity involved. Maybe even in, yeah, in, I'm going to 
I'm going to design a new run, or I'm going to design a new walk, you know, things like that. Be, practice creativity. If you like reading, read, read again. If, if you don't have the attention span right now to, to read a bunch, maybe try something like a poetry book. It's something shorter bits, uh, maybe even a comic book. I used to love Calvin and Hobbes, right? Calvin and Hobbes, and you could just pick that up and just read a few and just be like, ha ha, that's so amusing, so clever, so great. And then you can put it down in like, like five minutes. Uh, this week I, I read The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, and you know, just 15 minutes of, of just goodness and, and, and fun there. It doesn't have to be like a novel or something like that. Think about audiobooks, think about podcasts for when you're just around the house or when you're when you're going out for some exercise, maybe take an online class. Maybe take an online class. Moving out towards relationships and things that can build in you mental resilience can be huge. And there are things that you can do right now without your situation changing at all. Number five. Number six. Number six. Shift your thinking and perspective towards your preferred future. Shift your thinking and perspective towards your preferred future. I'm thinking about Elijah. Elijah, God gives him three things to do. Let's, talk, let's, let's not sit here in this loneliness. I, want, I got three goals for you. I got three missions for you. I got three tasks for you, Elijah. I want you to do these three things. Uh, for me, this week, I planned out my next 13 weeks priorities. I chose three priorities for the next 13 weeks. That puts me to the end of September. You know, what, what is it that I'm going to be focusing on between now and the end of September? I loved it, picking three things and kind of mapping out those three things and how I'm going to go about them over the next couple months here. And I found it invigorating. Sometimes when you start focusing on what, what your next steps can be, that can renew your focus, that can renew your, your, your sense of purpose and, and priorities over the next season. Elijah had three things. I, I chose three things. What would your three things be? If you, if you're, what would you, what would three things would you think, okay, if I could do these three things over the next three months, or these three things over the next six months, um, what would I want, what would I want my three things to be? And, and then kind of plan them out a little bit. Spend some time, like, just what would that look like to make progress on those things? I, I, I love it. It's good. It's good. Um, shift your thinking and perspective towards your preferred future. And then seventhly, seek out others who are suffering. Seek out others who are suffering. And maybe they're suffering because of loneliness and isolation, but, but maybe they're suffering because of grief. You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Or maybe they have some, some health limitations. Um, getting your focus off of yourself and onto focusing on how you can help other, other people, that, that's huge. That's huge. If you know what loneliness feels like, you've grown in your capacity to have compassion. You've grown in your capacity to love people well. Maybe, maybe having a little bit extra compassion on the little old lady down the street who, who is alone. Like having a little bit of compassion for her or people who are suffering in different ways. You know what it's like to, to battle with darkness and, and, to, and how you wish that there is people in your life maybe. And, and it can give you great compassion. Seek to serve people. Not just for the good of your own heart, but it, it's, it's part of the good of Jesus' kingdom. It's, it's what we're made, we're made for. And, and sometimes we just get stuck in dark places because we become so self-focused and we're not, we're not about the things that Jesus has made us to be about at that particular time, which is basically love our neighbors. Look for ways to love our neighbors in very practical ways. Now, I know, I know when you're feeling stuck, 
and you're in that darkness and, and in, a, in a very lonely place like Elijah, you can just feel like you're out of umph, right? And we saw that even with Elijah in his story. He just out of drive to do anything. He was just done. God didn't make Elijah do anything. God didn't make Elijah do the three things that he told him to do. He said, here's the things I want you to do. He didn't make him do it. In fact, Elijah only did one of them. He didn't do all three of them. But God does give Elijah the good way forward to get him unstuck from his loneliness. But Elijah has to be the one to take the step forward himself. If you're battling with this, if you're battling with loneliness, I cannot urge you enough to take the step forward. I have laid out for you these, these paths, these ideas, these options, these, these processes, the same sort of things that, that God was pointing Elijah towards in, in the Bible. You are not stuck in your loneliness because of your circumstances. Even if you're alone, you do not have to be lonely. You can step forward into your happy happier future you can step forward but you have to do that you 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 want you want God to maybe just zap your heart and 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 fix that how you're feeling but in this but God has directed you to this message to give you guidance on what to do to get from here to that to the happier place I got a I got a message today from somebody who was listening to this earlier today Laura Muirhead uh, Laura Muirhead he, she said this and she gave me permission to 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 read this and to to mention her. Uh, she said, it was so funny listening to your steps to help loneliness. After my initial lockdown crisis, every one of the steps you mentioned I had to do to help me. I, I even had a bath, like you said, and I had early bedtime. I painted and learned ukulele. I cooked and started running and going for walks every day, getting up early. And a, and a big one for me, started eating properly and, and reading and started listening to podcasts. Uh, laughy face with tears coming out. Uh, I, I had to start regular calls with my friends. Taking focus off myself is always key. She says, it's also encouraging to know that these are common struggles and everyone needs to do these things to get them on track. Like, like th these, this isn't just making stuff up. This is, this is, uh, this is stuff in the Bible. It's stuff that, that those who have gone before us have experienced and, and Laura is testifying. Like, th this, is, this is a very helpful path. And so, the challenge for you today is this. Chad, what practical changes do you need to make to break free from the grip of loneliness? Write down the steps that you can take, circle that. Hopefully you've, you were taking notes while I was talking, or you can re-listen to this later. Circle the things on your list, changes that you will start this week uh, to make. If you know someone who is struggling with loneliness, maybe you can direct them to this message. Uh, on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we are going to be rerunning this, and, and you can just make it 7 o'clock, friend, you just need spend the hour watch this and and get some direction here it, it will help you maybe you want to just be a, a very light kind uh positive encourager in their life and be like okay let's get the right things right let's you know like did how are you eat, did you eat okay today did you move did you go out and get any exercise today a kind of a light encouragement there but maybe just point them to here on tuesday finally if you are in a dangerous place i, I need to say this if you are in a dark, dark place like, like Elijah, where he's like praying that God would, that God would, would uh, just take him home, get help. 
get help. Uh, call the helpline, call Samaritans. Um, you can email us, care.westend at rehope.co.uk. Don't do anything stupid. If it's a crisis, I encourage you, if you're at a very low point, I encourage you to, to get in touch with the crisis hotlines like, like the Samaritans. Like, just get in touch right away. Don't, don't wait. But we, we, we love you. We care for you. And we want to make sure that you are, that, um, that you are helped in this season. Again, if it's not an emergency, 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 the tonight crisis, email us at care at rehope.co.uk. We want to help you.